0: Welcome to Amusement Sparks, the theme park design show. I'm your host, Andrew Spawn, and with us today is return guest Nathan Kay of Fair Enough, Fairpoint, and Silph Radio, along with Riddle Me This Batman podcast. How's it going, Nathan? Hey, what's going on, man? How you been, Andrew? Uh, I'm good. You know, quarantine's pretty wild. Uh, I'm yeah. still able to, to work from home, which is, which is convenient. I'm really thankful I have a job, but uh, times are weird, but, you know, making the most of it, getting caught up on podcasts, reading a lot, trying to be creative, but... My creative juices aren't quite as, I don't know, functional right now for some reason, but maybe it's just a downtime. I kind of go through that kind of seasonally anyway. But yeah, how about yourself? Oh, I mean the same. The good thing is so
1: long as you're not like being affected terribly, you know, monetarily or health wise or, you know, if someone that you are close to is like, it's, it's easy to take advantage of this. There's, there's a lot of benefits yeah. for creative types like us. Totally
0: true. Absolutely. Including more time for doing podcasts, which uh, is very exciting. Yeah,
1: so exciting.
0: <laughs> you've been on the show a couple times in the past, and I've been on Self Radio several times in the past. Um, we have fun to working together, but today you've brought a topic that you've been advocating for for a while, and I've been hesitant for for a while, but <laughs> as I've, uh, you've started to convince me over the years, I think, that we've been talking about this topic uh, to the point where it's finally here. We're doing a Donkey Kong theme park. Why? Yes! (laughs) I
1: love... I have been, like, campaigning, nagging you to do this one with me for a while. And uh, I don't know. I mean, to me, it seems like a more fitting question is why not? I don't... uh, I never quite understood... Why this was the one that, like, out of all the things you guys have done, Johnson & Johnson, that this was (laughs) the one
0: that... Well, obviously, Johnson & Johnson has a rich lore and so many works of fiction (laughs) to pull from uh, that it was a really easy choice. Donkey Kong, I don't know, to me, uh, just seemed maybe more limited because there's so few characters in the universe. But maybe that's just me as a casual fan. Like, I'm not hardcore. I've played Donkey Kong Country. I've played Donkey... Kong Land or something like that for Game Boy Donkey Kong 64 the arcade game I'm a big fan of but that's about it like I I haven't gone too hardcore into these these games but uh I mean it's a cool world I really like the music I like the vibe I like the the art style on a lot of these games um but yeah I don't know somehow it just seemed more limited than a lot of the other topics we choose to go on the show but I'm glad you brought it to the table but what do you like about Donkey Kong?
1: Oh, I mean, you hit a lot of the nails on the head right there. I think uh, a good way to to sum all that up that you said in one word would be atmosphere. Like, the music, the environment, the characters, like, there's just such great atmosphere. Um, the music's composed by David Wise. It is, with the exception of Chrono Trigger, possibly, like, the greatest music from any video game, in my opinion. Like Wow. I love the music, and... uh it's just so great. There's I love, like, the sense of comedy. It's not a series that takes itself seriously, and that's always been really fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really the atmosphere is the biggest thing, though. I love the way they play with the natural world.
0: And I feel like, you know, most of, most of the games are kind of platformer-style games, like jump on stuff and jump across stuff. Um, but there's a real, like, physicality to it for me. I don't know if it's the art style from, like, the Donkey Kong Country games being so... Realistic at the time, but it feels like every hit, like you feel it and like, you know, when a barrel explodes, you kind of feel it. Like the animation, I feel like conveys a kind of realism or physicality where it feels a lot more real and not as cartoony as maybe a Mario game feels, which is kind of interesting.
1: Definitely. It's like a a great like coalescing of like the graphics, the game physics, the sound design, like definitely... Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of like texture and weight behind it. Like when you bounce off of enemies, it does like you feel like you're bouncing. And when you're the little springy snake, you're like bouncing around. Yeah. Oh, so great.
0: It's really interesting because it's just a video game like so many other video games. But I think just through the animation, maybe the sound design, they're able to convey that that sense of physicality, which is really cool.
1: It's tough to say this when games like Super Mario Brothers three and Super Mario World exist, but I feel like Donkey Kong Country two Diddy's Conquest is the greatest video game like side scrolling platformer of all time. I love it.
0: It's a really good game for sure. It definitely stands up and holds up on its own. Like, I feel like a lot of people would agree with that. A lot of people like, especially the Country series. I feel like was a big time phenomena at the moment. You know, when it first came out
1: the first two are great i'm not a big fan of the third one though it does have it's not a bad game it's just it's different it's a different development team and it's notably a different experience playing it but yeah i mean they're challenging and accessible to both beginners and expert gamers alike
0: cool that's awesome i'm excited to get into this then The world, the atmosphere is really important, and I feel like that's obviously a good starting point for a theme park, is make it look and feel like this world, only 3D instead of 2D. Which, have you played many of the three-dimensional Donkey Kong games?
1: No, well, I mean, I've played, I I never played Donkey Kong 64, actually, but I have played the, uh, like, not remakes, but the newer Donkey Kong Country games on the Wii U or whatever. Uh, so yeah, they're still like two D uh, platformers, but they've got three D graphics. So yes, if that's what you're referring to, I have.
0: Cool, because those look cool, and I like the art style in those as well. I grew up playing Donkey Kong sixty four as well, but the I don't know, it just didn't feel quite the same. I feel like because it's three dimensional, it's so different. I don't know. We could look at that game for reference as far as how we're gonna depict these worlds in a three dimensional way, because um, that might be a bit of a challenge.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I don't the newer. Donkey Kong Country games too. Donkey Kong Country Returns, the Tundra, Frozen, whatever. I don't think that there's something missing in them, too. Like they're again, they're not bad, but the gameplay experience, the music, the designs, the graphics, they're all good and they're all inspired. Like it seems like they're all like done correctly. Like it's like they it seems like they get what worked about the original games, but somehow fail to recapture it despite wow. themselves.
0: <laughs> that's that's just sad. I mean, that might be true. I haven't actually played them, but...
1: And I'm, I'm just being critical. I'm not saying that that means they're deserving of a low score. They're definitely deserving of a high score. They're good games, but Donkey Kong Country and Diddy's Conquest, Donkey Kong Country 2 are just incredible classics.
0: Absolutely. I just mean that it's... You normally would hear the kind of criticism of, like, a remake or, like, a long-awaited sequel where they, like they weren't paying attention to what was important about the first couple games. So they totally missed the point, but hearing like, Oh, they knew what was good. They just couldn't do it. <laughs> like that's kind of, kind of heartbreaking. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess when you have different creative teams, you know, it's just, you're bound to get a different experience.
0: Absolutely. And it's been, you know, 20 years or whatever, like, you know, times change and, and, uh, the expectations of the audience have changed. So yeah, it's hard to satisfy new fans and make new fans while also satisfying old fans. Right. Yeah.
1: Maybe these are somebody's perfect Donkey Kong games for all I know. So,
0: right. Right. So yeah, I'm just trying to visualize like how we would take these two dimensional levels and this atmosphere and make it into a three dimensional thing. Although we could, we've kind of experimented in the past on this, on this show with doing kind of like a, a side scrolling platformer type of area, basically a really linear obstacle course where from the side, it just looks straight up like, you know, Donkey Kong country one or two. Um, but as the part guest, you actually get to take the role of one of the kongs and like go through this kind of obstacle course, jumping on stuff, jumping over pits, and all that kind of thing. Is that the kind of thing you had envisioned, or were you thinking maybe more uh, something more transformative?
1: Uh, I definitely think that we should do some stuff like that. I think there's there's a few different directions we can take this, but yeah, one of them is definitely like making platforming a. Uh, now, the difficult thing there, too, I know we have free reign to do whatever we want, but you've got to think, like, stuff like that. The cooler your ideas are for the platforming attractions, the more dangerous, the more, like, waivers people are going to have to sign.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's just one waiver. It's just the the language gets more and more dramatic. <laughs> Yeah, for sure.
1: Like, because, you know, it'd be great if there were like trampolines so you could literally like be jumping off and over things or like maybe there'd be some way that you could like fix people with harnesses so that they're in no danger of falling, you know, or I don't know.
0: I mean, you can do that. Like that's what they do on, um, they're called ropes courses or sometimes they have them as just like maybe like a two or three story obstacle course um, where you're in a harness, you're attached to a a cable going all the way across, but there's all these like platforms and stuff you're trying to walk on that you can still slip and fall off of but your harness will catch you so that's definitely doable Um, i've seen those and done those in the real world they're pretty cool it's basically just like a playground but a high stakes playground with a harness system that everyone's attached to so yeah we could totally do that that would that would give you the experience you probably wouldn't look as cool as the characters in the game because you have a harness on and helmet (laughs) and everything but that's uh you know modern society safety standard so we can play with that.
1: Make the helmet look like Donkey Kong, you know, make the <laughs> right? harness furry.
0: You have to put on like a big yeah mascot costume Yeah, it's got the harness built into it. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> it's an interesting uh, aesthetic, too, that the characters have. Do you have a favorite character from this this universe or can you talk about some of your favorites?
1: Oh, man, um, it would probably be Diddy Kong. Um, I mean, I love the animal buddies, though. Cranky Kong, too, is just such an incredible, great character. As an adult, I might want to say Cranky Kong. I might want to say it's...
0: (laughs) As your personality reflects him more and more every year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: personality, among other things. Physicality. <laughs> he just has so much character. Yeah, he's a cranky, cranky old grump. Um, I love Winky the frog. Uh, I love the Squawks, the bird. Oh my goodness, the Squitter the spider. Not so much as a character, but like one of the most fun things to do in a video game. Like, it was so amazing when you, Super Mario World came out to be able to ride Yoshi. And then in Donkey Kong Country, they take it a step farther, and the different animals you ride all have different abilities. So, like, Winky can jump really high. Rambi can, like, charge through things. Squawks, the parrot, can fly. And then Squitter, the spider, is able to, like, shoot out webs. And then those can work as both, like, a projectile item, I mean, weapon to hit the enemies, but also you can press a second button and it turns into a platform so that you can then construct, like stairs of your own making to like climb up to higher areas so cool
0: i also love the design of squitter like his little converse style little shoes he's got on pretty cute yeah, spider
1: and in sneakers seriously <laughs>
0: uh yeah that's awesome the animal buddies are a big part of the the allure of the game for me because it's like a tool and like a collectible all-in-one kind of and it, it just changes up the gameplay your verb set changes, which is really enjoyable. I was kind of picturing the Animal Buddies being their own attractions each, just because they're a lot more, you know, roller coaster-y. Um, instead of just kind of walking and jumping, there's a lot more speed and kind of chaos that comes along with with some of these characters. And also, like, squawks can fly, and stuff like that. So... That's a, a pretty, I don't know, easy or lazy way to do it. But just be like, the roller coasters are each just themed after a different animal buddy. You got to remember,
1: too, like roller coaster levels was one of the hallmarks of the Donkey Kong series. Absolutely. Mine, carts. mine carts, yeah. And then also there was the broken down roller coaster in Kremland in the second game. There was like this broken down amusement park, which would be a whole yeah. awesome segment of the park that you could do. But yeah, I mean, when have you ever been on a roller coaster where you can change where you're going. So like what if instead of like obviously see one of the fun things about playing the game is that the these minecart shafts like the tracks are frequently like broken and you have to jump the the minecart over the pits. Obviously that's a little impractical.
0: <laughs> we'll have a harness system, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: like that might be a little more difficult to pull off, but Um, one thing that you don't do in the side scrolling is like, take deviations off the path. Well, I guess you do going up and down,
0: you don't get a control left or right, right? That's a good point. You could just do it where it might look like you're at the end of the tracks, although there's, you know, I don't know if it's VR or something like that or a projection, but it looks like there's a gap in the tracks and you're going to have to like lift up on your cart or something like you could almost make the, the seat into a controller, you know, if you lean left, it'll actually go and take the left path. Or if you lean right, or if you pull up, you can kind of jump. Um, that might be kind of cool. And then if you just don't jump and you just drive off the edge, like maybe it just takes you back to the the beginning again or something. It's like you died and you started over.
1: Maybe the roller coasters are like races. And so you you're trying to beat a clock, and if you beat the clock, you get a prize or something. And so if you don't make the jump, your cart sort of stops dead in its track, and you like lose a couple seconds as it like backs up and then goes back and jumps for you or something.
0: That's kind of like Diddy Kong Racing or something. You know, when you when you go off the track, it's not like you're totally screwed. It's like, oh, we'll just we'll put you back on the track, but it's going to take a couple seconds. That's your penalty, um, which. City Kong Racing would also obviously make a good attraction. Um, And that might be another good inspiration for the physical layout of the parks.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You could combine a lot of those ideas, especially there's no reason we couldn't do roller coaster like events where you're riding the animal buddies. But also, I feel like one of the important things with atmosphere and the environment and animals being such a big part of this franchise, that this theme park could be a zoo as well and that there's actually a legitimate zoo but with all these theme park attractions and rides and maybe when you're going on the mine carts well it wouldn't make sense if you're in a mine cart but maybe there's something else where you're uh, actually going through different environments and you can actually you're you're playing a fun racing game but you're also able to like look around you and see the frog exhibits and the aquatic exhibits.
0: that's really cool And, you know, the art style is a little bit different. Like, you know, the Kongs don't look like real apes necessarily, but people would still want to see the real animals, which, yeah, that'd be really cool. Uh, Adding kind of a layer of, you know, education or like a conservation type method or um, message, I guess is the word I was looking for there. But showing some more, some jungle, like jungle style habitat would be really cool.
1: For sure. What if they even had, oh, no, I just feel like it's cruelty to animals to like stick (laughs) apes in cages by themselves, but I was thinking, like, you know how there would be like, the Wrinkly Kong's save spots, or Cranky Kong's places where you get tips, or uh, Swanky Kong's places where you, like, answer quiz questions, if there were little huts like that, and there was an actual exhibit for of, like, some apes in there, too, so it's like, you can learn about this particular real family of apes that lives there, but you can also participate in this fun game.
0: Yeah, that would work, and even if it's just, like, maybe the entrance to that uh, exhibit looks like the little hut, but then you actually walk through it and it's a bigger enclosure in there.
1: A big segment of the park would have to be like some type of water park. Like there's so much aquatic levels that like I feel like a water park would be a great aspect to have totally and then you've also got like the haunted areas like imagine going through one of the like broken down roller coasters through like a haunted house or castle that's actually designed to be kind of spooky and scary
0: that's awesome and then that's a way we could kind of include uh some of the the villains just because in the game uh you're so physical with the villains, you're just kind of jumping on their heads a lot of the time, uh, which we don't want our park guests to do necessarily, but being able to highlight and feature some of those bad guys as like a threat, you can do that in kind of a haunted house type uh, environment, or even on a roller coaster, like there's a bad guy chasing you, just one of those things where we can't necessarily let the park guests go punch the bad guy in the face or jump on their head, but we still want them to be a threat and still be a part of the experience somehow.
1: Yes, like what if, maybe there could be things where you're to like Minimize the idea that, like, giving you control of making your cart jump, obviously, like, then there's a lot of logistical problems with that. Like, well, what happens if you don't make the jump? Well, uh, what happens if you fall down a cliff and die? Um, (laughs) But if there was, the cart was designed with, like, a little Diddy or Dixie avatar in the front of it looking like they're the ones who's actually piloting the cart... Wow. And so do you remember those ones where you would have to, where it was like a race and you would have to jump over the Kremlin crocodile people in carts ahead of you? And so maybe it's like Diddy actually is making the cart go and you're a passenger and you actually get to see other carts ahead of you with Kremlings, like throwing barrels out or whatever. And then your cart jumps over them.
0: That's so fun. And then we could get rid of the gaps altogether. And then we don't have to worry about that. Like, what if you don't make it? It's like, well, worst case scenario, you just rear end another cart and then they pop off the track and you keep going just slower oh that's great just so that way then even if someone just sits totally still the entire experience they still at least finish the ride instead of like you said falling into a bottomless mine shaft which would probably not be good right hey you signed the waiver waivers waivers can't be that good i don't think (laughs) dude that's awesome but i love the idea of including an avatar that you're kind of helping them or like i don't know because in the games you're it's not first person you know you're you're watching an avatar do something so that would make sense it would kind of translate to the park of watching or helping this avatar do their thing and then they fit in with the art style even if you are just dressed like a normal person it's not that weird because you're actually helping this avatar instead of helping yourself (laughs) there's also there's a game i never played but it's called donkey kong barrel blast and it seems to be like a flying racing game um and yeah i don't know just that that art style and that concept might work for some kind of situation like this where if if a minecart falls off the tracks maybe it has these little barrel blast things on the bottom and it can launch you back up so it could be its own flying attraction um, it really does, honestly, look like Diddy Kong Racing, but you can fly the whole time.
1: You, you were just mentioning um, first person, and then you mentioned barrel blast, and I'm thinking about the levels in the Donkey Kong Country games when you're shooting from barrel to barrel. A lot of times, in like the thorny, labyrinthine, like aerial levels, so like you you just have to keep shooting from barrel to barrel as the barrels are moving, and you have to time when you want it to shoot you out like a cannonball. Can you imagine if the VR segment, like, can you imagine doing that in VR and being able to That'd look be around? that so dizzying,
0: I bet, yeah. Oh, it could be so fun. As the barrel is spinning, are, is your perspective also rotating around? Oh my God, yes. That could be really, everyone would be barfing the whole time, I think, <laughs> but it'd be a fun minigame for sure.
1: So maybe we don't do like the 360 ones, but like going back and forth and then you actually get to feel like you're being... Cannonball, like rocketed out of this barrel cannon.
0: Wow, yeah, that'd be really cool. Capturing that experience by just—I don't know—maybe if if it just like moves your seat a few feet suddenly, it would feel like you're getting launched in that direction. Yeah, we could make that a 4D thing. The VR,
1: like, I mean, I feel like I'm flying when I play VR flying games. So, like, I I would totally buy that it would be able to just convince me that through you know good engineering.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool, and and also in VR, uh, this could be real life too, I guess. But in Donkey Kong 64, it's kind of a third-person platformer shooter. Like, everyone has, like, a different uh, gun device. Like, Donkey Kong shoots coconuts and Diddy Kong shoots peanuts. It's kind of weird, but um, we could use those kind of weapons to have, like, a shooting gallery type of thing, whether it's VR or physical. I don't know if you'd actually be shooting peanuts out, but... You know, something like that would be fun. No,
1: yeah, that would be great. They, uh, that, that would work a lot. You know, I, I personally don't like that they added those to the Donkey Kong franchise. I think it was better when this was more like animals in their natural environments and less like Diddy Kong has got a barrel jetpack and <laughs> barrel guns that shoot peanuts. Right. But whether I like it or not, it's been added. So, like, yes, that would be super cool. With the VR I can't believe I haven't heard anything about somebody trying to do something like this before. So you've got the zoo environment. I'm sure there's areas that are like a petting zoo where you get to pet the animals and other areas where you're just watching the animals in their environment. You're obviously not going to pet a tiger or a gorilla. But what if there was a VR system where you could pilot a thing that has a camera on it that's actually able to go into these environments with the animals and Whoa. look around and feel like you're in there. Obviously, that would still be a little tricky. You don't want the gorilla to just, like, destroy this expensive piece of machinery. Right. But there's got to be some type of thing, like, they could do with certain types of animals that are going to be docile or, you know, like, that could be so cool.
0: That's really neat. It's kind of like in uh, Jurassic World, they have those little... that clear pod thing that they can drive around in like i'm picturing a really small one of those like a hamster ball with a camera inside of it and you can like remote control it around yes the reason why the the sphere i mean makes sense is if a gorilla picks it up and throws it it's a sphere it's gonna just roll and then come to a stop at some point that could be really cool you could use that kind of bb8 technology of you know (sighs) controlling a ball absolutely That's so fun man wow for sure a great idea why don't zoos have that
1: Right. I'm sure it's an incredibly expensive ordeal to
0: yeah. put into motion, but. And maybe for safety, you'd want it to go slow, so slow that the person operating it gets bored. Right. But I was thinking in an aquarium, if you could pilot like a little uh, submarine thing with a camera on it, that could be so cool. Oh. Although I guess people would probably just dive bomb all the fish and like cause all kinds of problems. But I like the concept.
1: Maybe there's somebody who gets paid to, this is still just so much liability, but to sit there and watch with a secondary controller. And if they see them trying to dive bomb fish, they can override their controller and reroute them and be like, nope. And if you try it again, you're getting kicked off the ride.
0: Right. Or maybe it's like an 18 and up experience or something where it costs like. $30. So like punk kids aren't going to get go do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that idea though. And this is hypothetical. It's going to work like a dream. Like we should definitely do it. Um, that's a really cool way to be able to get up close and personal with those situations. Even, you know what, even if you're not actually in their enclosure, like let's say, uh, there's an area with a bunch of orangutans and I'm picturing kind of like, almost like a, I don't know how to describe it. These little marble toys I had when I was a kid, where you drop marbles in the top and like you kind of build this whole slide structure. Something like that, anyway, where you can kind of drive your little vehicle around in a safe area where you're not going to actually hit any animals, but you can control your perspective and your vantage point a lot and kind of move the camera around. So, I guess basically what I'm saying is if you had like a kind of complicated system of remote control cameras. Uh, where you could see what you wanted to see instead of actually driving around and getting in their way. Um, That could also be really cool. And there's still
1: some utility to that because um, even if it is like there are still like hidden fences that are like hidden by foliage to like keep you from going towards the animals but still feeling like you're there, there is still like an advantage to like someone might ask, well, then how is that any different than just a zoo? Well you're in the environment with them still in a way that like, because animals are perturbed by a lot more than just being ran into. Like if you were there right. walking around, they'd be more likely to notice you as a conscious agent. Whereas they might just see this, this sphere that doesn't have any biological smell to it as another part of the environment that moves around from time to time and they get used to it. And they're like, yeah, whatever.
0: That is cool too. Cause then it could be more like nature. Um, And even the animals could be pretty far removed from where the humans are, or even really far removed. Like, it could be 30 miles away, but with the magic of the internet, you know, you could be controlling your little car thing and, like, looking at these cool animals, but they still get to live their natural life instead of being trapped in a zoo-type environment.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, and without being bothered by onlookers, for sure.
0: And then you could also integrate more of the Donkey Kong art style and stuff if there's You know, a big screen where you're just kind of watching the apes run around and stuff. You could have, uh, you know, graphics and stuff because you're not watching just through a window. It's a live video feed. So you could add video graphics or do like kind of goofier stuff on there. Maybe even some interactive stuff. Like if an ape hits that button, some kind of fun thing happens for the audience. I don't know. Yeah, no, that would be great. might be kind of interesting if there's little things like that.
1: Oh, man, so many ideas. Like for one, there's... (laughs) positive reinforcement like where animals learn that doing a certain thing gets them a reward so maybe it's like if you come at a certain time of day you can be the one to like give the ape an opportunity to hit the button that gives him like a snack or something and beyond that like maybe there could be like snapchat filters on the camera (laughs) so you could decide like when you see an ape be like do i want to make this funky kong oh now he's got the sunglasses and the banana what
0: if i make him cranky kong he's got a beard dude now he's donkey kong with a tie like that That is an amazing idea and yeah then you can have it interactive with the individual part guests like they have the you know, the the app from the park or whatever and they have those filters for their own face and then also, like, the monkey and they can do, like, a side-by-side or something like that. Yeah, There's so many cute ideas there. I love that a lot. Or, you know, if someone uh, wins a race or something, we can give them an option of a few different prizes and one of them is um, a King K. Rool, like, plush animal that they drop into the, like, ape exhibit and then the apes get to, like, play with this new toy. <laughs> so that could be kind of a fun thing if you win instead of, like, getting something for yourself, you can basically donate another thing for your own entertainment later on where you get to go watch some animal gets a new toy that they're gonna like that's donkey kong themed yeah this could be a cool uh hybrid combination of video games and wildlife preserve almost like sure it's being manipulated by humans and the humans are still there to feed them and everything but a more peaceful environment than being in a zoo Who would have
1: thought that, like... It's
0: (laughs) It's a weirdly progressive uh, concept here at Donkey
1: Kong theme park. Let's design a theme park based around Donkey Kong in which we let you do video game-like stuff in a zoo setting. Sounds like it's going to be a less humane area for animals (laughs) and then ends up becoming even better for the animals. Yeah, I love it.
0: also have kind of an arcade area speaking of the video games that was something i always thought was cool in the donkey kong 64 there's an area you can get to that's got an arcade machine and you have to try to beat the original donkey kong so just having some uh some challenges like just straight up arcade games but also maybe some modded ones where they have additional challenges or like remixed versions of donkey kong or maybe some of the more obscure games that he's featured in like some of the game and watch games or something we could do a big version of those uh, but it would just be kind of cool to, to celebrate the kind of arcade legacy of Donkey Kong.
1: I agree, yeah. And maybe even, you know, we're going to do the VR, like recreate classic Donkey Kong video games or levels in VR so that you could play the original arcade Donkey Kong when you're Mario climbing the construction site and dodging barrels in VR. But it's still like this old-style pixelated graphics
0: that would be so cool i would love that because i really i'm a big fan of that game it's it's pretty tense and there's a lot of randomness to it but it's a really fun arcade game
1: oh and the game boy port of it is incredible it's so good so many levels it's really good
0: and people are crazy about uh donkey kong 94 which i think is the game you're talking about yes like, yeah I, that's one of the i don't know most popular Game Boy games in the the circles I run with at least, people say that game's amazing. I haven't actually played it, but I got to get into it because I love the arcade game. I play it, I don't know, every two weeks or so um, at the local arcade. Yeah,
1: You will love it. It's the same game. It's just got more levels. It's so good.
0: Yeah, that would be so fun to do in VR because even something as simple as like um, Pac-Man in VR where you're in the perspective of Pac-Man makes it so much more tense and immersive because you can't see... Where the ghosts are, you can only see the you know the hallway straight ahead of you, or you can turn around and see the hallway behind you. Um, and I don't think it's an official Pac-Man game, but I had some free you know Pac-Man knockoff first-person game, and it was really fun and really tense. So doing that, yeah, Donkey Kong would be really cool with the barrels bouncing towards you, and you have to like jump over them or go under them or whatever. So great, I so agree. <laughs> That's awesome. Another uh, kind of cool thing we could do for a, a roller coaster would be there's a couple of like toboggan or sled based snow um, levels. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country Three has has a section and there's a, actually I think two in Donkey Kong Country Three that are snow based worlds. So that would be kind of cool, just to have a different different theme and a different vibe when so much of the park is jungly um, and kind of, you know, water aquatic based, but also having some, some snow would be kind of cool.
1: Yeah. The first, I think like the second world or the third world in the first Donkey Kong country game was a snow world too, like snowy mountains. That would be wonderful. Jeez. Like, especially if you're thinking, you know, people go to the theme parks during the summer. Like if you've got this area with fake snow and like air conditioning and just make you feel like you've stepped into the winter for a little while, it could be so great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you played much Diddy Kong racing? No, I honestly haven't. Uh-huh. Because I didn't play a ton of it, but some of my friends had it growing up, and it's cool. It's a lot like Mario Kart, but there's, you can fly airplanes, and I think you can drive a boat as well. I know there's three different kinds of vehicles. Maybe it's a Hovercraft. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, Hovercraft car or a plane. So that's a lot of attractions you can do right there. And it'd be cool even if we made, like, an arcade version of that game where you can, you know, link up eight players or whatever all together and play that it, just in the arcade would be fun but also doing some some roller coasters or vr attractions that are just kind of using that technology would be so much fun
1: absolutely
0: it's a really really cool world and honestly the idea of flying an airplane around that's underused i think in theme parks especially if there's a lot of verticality to the theme park if you could like have a vr simulation of the theme park itself and fly around in it like that'd be so cool
1: I don't know. For sure. And even that, you know, you reminded me of like the Mario Kart arcades that they have at uh Dave and Busters, which leads me to think about like the there could be some really great like dining experiences here too. Really like mm-hmm. wonderfully themed restaurants and uh adult entertainment so like if you want to I don't mean anything inappropriate but like you want to go get a couple drinks you know while the kids are doing something you uh and at Dave and Buster's they have this like electronic trivia thing so like th- let's get like a whole you know Five Nights at Freddy's style like Swanky Kong animatronic <laughs> that stands on the stage and asks trivia questions and while you're having a drink eating your dinner you can play around a trivia with your friends like oh, it'd be so wow. cool
0: That's adorable. I love that. What a cool idea. And yeah, animatronics of all of these characters would be so cool because their their art style is already so kind of cartoony or or unrealistic really in the modern day um, art style of them where it would translate really well to an animatronic. I think it wouldn't be creepy because you're not trying to do totally lifelike life.
1: It's very stylized. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's so fun. Um, I'm also picturing the drinks being really good, kind of like maybe going for a tiki tradition of uh, cocktails and serving utensils and all that stuff. Yes,
1: and you know, like, proof that, like, advertising, like, works. Um, I used to work at uh, Johnny Rockets many, many years ago, and I remember we started advertising a Donkey Kong chocolate banana milkshake and it had like pictures of donkey kong on the advertising i'm not even a fan of like chocolate banana and i was like oh my god that sounds incredible just because donkey kong was on it it sold it to me <laughs> as this like delicious thing and then i'm like wait if donkey kong wasn't on that poster and we just said we're getting chocolate banana you would just been like whatever i'm gonna keep drinking oreo mint milkshakes
0: because those are what's good <laughs> but because donkey kong is on it suddenly you want it That's amazing. Yeah. It's like having your favorite athlete on like a Wheaties box. It's like, I want to grow up to be just like Donkey Kong. (laughs) It's exactly like that. (laughs) Wow. Wheaties box, man. What generation am I from? Oh my God. Oh man. Um, Is that not a thing anymore? I don't, I don't know. I've never even eaten Wheaties. I just remember seeing athletes (laughs) on the boxes when I was a kid. No, you're right. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know. It it didn't seem like a good cereal. That's probably why I've never had it. It didn't have enough sugar (laughs) and colors. Oh, why hasn't
1: Mario been on a Wheaties box? It seems I like mean, such a fit.
0: Back in the late 80s, they had the uh, Nintendo cereal system. Yes. which is, The half Zelda. Half bag of yes. Zelda and half bag of Mario. What a concept. Yeah, where is that? Come on, guys. There should be like Skylanders cereal. Oh, Skylanders is dead too. We need some kind of... What, what are kids into these days? Why, why is there not a Pokemon cereal? Think about it. They can rotate out the marshmallows every generation. Dude. I think... I don't know. Well, I was going to say I think like
1: licensed cereals just aren't as big as they used to be, but I don't know if that's true. I did see a couple years ago when uh Batman v Superman came out, there was a Batman cereal and a Superman cereal, and you got to respect the branding, the fact that these cereals did not say the name of the cereal on the box. It showed the Batman logo. logo or the oh, Superman logo, and I'm like, amazing. wow. And they're so confident in this branding with good reason that like no mm-hmm. one's gonna look at that and be like, I don't. What is this cereal? And they're gonna be like, Oh, cool, Batman cereal.
0: How striking would that be? Yeah, there's no branding, no words. That's crazy. Right what a concept. It seems like that would be illegal somehow. Like it's like no, you have to describe your thing. Like how are we gonna alphabetize this in our our system? Right.
1: I think there there were some words. Like it probably says like sweetened oat cereal or something somewhere on there, but it didn't say Batman cereal. It just said Bat logo.
0: That's so cool. Um, another thing I think we should include. It's in uh, one of the Mario Kart games and also one of the Mario Party games. There's this barrel train, which is a train that just kind of has a barrel Donkey Kong motif to it. And I feel like that could be a good people mover around the outside of the park. Which, I'm picturing I'm picturing the park as like an island. I don't know if you're visualizing that as well, but that would definitely make sense.
1: For sure. And you've got to have, like, Shipwreck Cove. You've got to have Gangplank Galleon with, like, the like shipwrecked like, p- pirate ships that you can explore.
0: I love all the ship levels man i'm i'm so into pirate ships in any video game uh but Donkey Kong Country i feel like got really some really cool levels out of those
1: yeah and again like it's great testament to how big a factor a small detail such as sound design is like the fact that you can hear the spray of the water you can hear the creaking of the wood and the tune is like this jaunty sea shanty it, it all like really makes you feel like you are ex- like you can smell the brine you know
0: wow yeah yeah that's a good description yeah i would love to just hang out in that area and i don't know if we would do um because there's a a swordfish on guard on guard yeah is he in donkey kong country
1: yes donkey kong country and donkey kong country too
0: cool um yeah just that would be a cool animal buddy to explore underwater with but i don't know how he would do that except vr i suppose or one of those kind of remote control type of things almost like almost like the uh, minecart experience where you have an avatar kind of in front of you it could just be that where you're driving a little submarine with like on guard mounted on the front of your camera so it looks like you're just kind of controlling him i mean that would work honestly but it could be kind of cool to do like an under underwater almost like a submarine obstacle course or like a timed challenge you know go through all these hoops uh and come back or whatever right and
1: you could have clever ways to keep you separate so you're not hitting the fish like either the thing is on a track or there's like invisible walls you know that Mm -hmm. like you still are underwater you know in a way that you wouldn't normally be if you were just walking through a tunnel and you could look around you and see fish like it'll feel more like you're in there with the fish even if you're not fully
0: that's super cool and you can have the different obstacles like those kind of sea urchin type things you have to dodge around in the, the games.
1: And then if you want to really give people nightmares, you can go into Web Woods and put a tiny little camera, hook it up to the VR and let you like explore <laughs> <laughs> some spider webs with live
0: spiders. Whoa. That'd be <laughs> awesome for the the like spider exhibit. You know, if <laughs> if they each have these kind of clear, you know, tanks or whatever that they're kept in terrariums. Um but maybe the space in between the tanks, you can kind of control the camera around that area. So you're not getting in their area or busting their webs, but you can get really up close with them. Oh, <laughs> you're shuddering a lot, but I'm into it.
1: <laughs> nightmares for years. I would probably do it, but I would probably have nightmares. <laughs> like Spiders are that thing for me, too. Like, spiders do freak me out. I, I kind of am afraid of spiders, but I also find them fascinating creatures. Like I Like, they are beautiful in a you know grotesque and horrifying way not even always grotesque sometimes grotesque sometimes just threatening and predatory but uh I, and like I, I, if it's coming close to me if it was on the table right now i would be freaked out but if i was watching it from a safe vantage point i would be unable to take my eyes away you know
0: I feel the same way about snakes where they're wow. really cool and I like relate to them, but I do not want to touch one or see one up close. Like, no Wow.
1: Thanks. Interesting. Cause yeah, that's always snakes never bothered me like at all. Not that's one bit. Because
0: spiders don't bother me. A tarantula, whatever.
1: Like you'd uh, let one crawl on you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow.
1: That's so surreal to me.
0: Humans are messed up, man.
1: <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the dress, the blue and black dress, like how we can right? see the same thing and have a completely different reaction on such a visceral level, you know?
0: Yeah, how strange.
1: Or the fact that man. people are freaked out by, like, mice and rats. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, if a mouse was running around in my house, I wouldn't want to just grab it and pick it up because I'd be afraid it was going to bite me and give me tetanus. But, like, that's a, that is a rational fear. Um, totally.
0: Whereas these are irrational fears. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't see how you could look at an adorable little mouse and think it's anything but adorable. Like, <laughs>
0: right. A mouse would scare me because they're so quick, but once I realize oh, it's just a mouse, it's like, okay.
1: But some people, on this, in the same way that you show someone with arachnophobia a video of a spider, they're like, ooh, get it away. I don't want to look at that. And like <laughs> some people respond to mice that way, which blows my mind.
0: That's so funny because up close they look so cute to me. Which snakes look really cute up close too, but I don't want to... It just gives me the heebie-jeebies for some reason. Right. I don't know. I
1: mean, just evolutionarily, like snakes and spiders were in the trees. They were one of our biggest threats. You know, it yeah. makes sense. It's
0: It does make sense. Yeah.
1: It's just weird. Why don't I have that gene? You know, why did my ancestors survive without that gene? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's interesting, too, because they can all be rationalized as being logical symptoms of evolution. Where it's like, oh, yeah, my ancestors were scared of this. They survived, so I'm scared of this. But... I don't know, but not all three of those. Everyone's not scared of snakes and spiders and mice. It's like we're all a little different. I don't know. Right. Strange. Uh, speaking of snakes, uh, would we want to have some kind of springy snake <laughs> amusement?
1: Huh. Yeah, I don't know how that would... How would that work? Like some type <laughs> of know. pogo
0: thing? <laughs> a remote-controlled spring Uh, avatar? I don't know. It seems... Weird, but I could also visualize like a toy that functions like that, like a robot that just kind of bounces around like a spring.
1: Maybe that's the thing that you need the harness with, so that you're actually on this pogo that you're actually strapped to, and that the harness is protecting you from actually like falling and breaking your ankles or anything. And you're able to bounce around and jump over these pits. And if you don't make it, it like catches you. I the don't harness know,
0: catches you. That could be really cool, yeah.
1: It also seems a little impractical and dangerous, but I don't know.
0: But really fun, though, especially if you're kind of an extreme sports type person, like a pogo obstacle course. Like, I'm totally down. I would do that. That sounds awesome. couple other things i've been thinking about is one there's a couple of uh bongo video games that are donkey kong i don't know if we want to do some kind of thing with drums or or bongos in general
1: oh yeah Um. music is a big part of donkey kong besides the fact that like it has one of the greatest and most recognizable video game soundtracks uh you got Diddy Kong who listens to hip hop when he wins. He pulls out his boombox. Yep, uh, yep. Dixie Kong starts shredding on her electric guitar. And like you just said, Donkey Kong is known for the the conga, the bongo drums. There's even a video game where you control Donkey Kong by playing drums.
0: So yeah, we definitely we should do something with that. Which there's all kinds of rhythm arcade games that we could include, or just take that controller and make it into its own experience. Or I don't know, maybe that's. Uh, some kind of creative game would be kind of cool too almost like a rock band type thing but where you're creating something new i, I was don't know.
1: just thinking about rock band and thinking about how we are going to have the trivia events at some of the adult restaurants or they don't have to be just for adults but at the restaurants and you know it would be fun to be having a few drinks while you're doing this and similar to like karaoke they could maybe have like you can you could take turns like to get up on stage and other people would be watching you perform you know, and it's like a rock band type thing, and you each pick an instrument, and yeah, that'd be dope.
0: That's, that's really cool. Um, Also, the uh, Donkey Kong rap or DK rap from Donkey Kong sixty four uh, was it, I really loved it when I was like in middle school or whatever uh, when that game came out. That'd be really fun to have some kind of karaoke thing, but it's just just the DK rap, the opening. A rap song from Donkey Kong 64.
1: Yeah, there could be, like, the vocalist, and you could have, like, all the different tables maybe vote or something, and there's a winner, like, it's a competition. (laughs) We have to do this both at the trivia events and the, like, uh, band, like, rock band events. Like, there's got to be a few other things we can do, too, at different uh, restaurants, and they'll all have sitting on the, like, sidelines of the stage, like, on like one of the, ta- like almost as if they're just there dining is an animatronic cranky Kong that acts like a heckler. So after your <laughs> band goes, he, he cracks out some Waldorf and Statler style, like get off the stage, you rejects or something.
0: That's really fun. I, I love the idea of doing like entertainment, uh, that the guest could potentially even participate in, even if it's just, you know, trivia type of thing. That's so fun. Or even just, I don't know, having a big screen with. Diddy Kong Racing hooked up and people can just play that game. That's one of my favorite things about our our local arcade here is they just have an N64 hooked up and you can just go play it on this huge projector and people will just kind of stand around and watch you play.
1: Absolutely. The, The interactive, like... By interactive, I mean with the people around you, like angle would make it less like you're like, okay, so basically you just took rock band and put it in a restaurant. It's like, well, yeah, (laughs) but there's also animatronic characters that you recognize. And there's a communal sense of like, you don't know all these other people, but it's fun when you're voting for each other and watching each other's performances. And like, you know, uh, because you're voting, you know, that adds some like amount of like, sure, there's. You're, you, there's a skill based thing where like you, you want to hit the, the right buttons in the right time, but then say your vocalist actually knows how to sing or knows how to like freestyle rap. And uh, instead of doing the, the lyrics that they're supposed to do, they like do something else. And so maybe the computer wouldn't normally give them a high score for that. But if they're especially funny or talented, the people eating might be like, Oh my God, I've got to give them a 10 out of 10, you That's know?
0: That's amazing. What a cool idea. And you could even have the animatronics play instruments too. like, you know, if nobody is feeling like performing right now, you just bring out the I don't know, uh, what's that called the rocket fire explosion or whatever you have like this (laughs) animatronic band um, of Donkey Kong characters playing their instruments. I think that'd be so much fun yes oh wow and then and then if you just want to freestyle you can just bring the drummer character and like the keyboard character or whatever and then you're just there freestyling (laughs) like like, we don't need guitar we don't need bass on this one or whatever like you could kind of customize your backing track by adding or removing different instruments and players wow because it'd also be cool if they just play music from the games like the regular background music is also very entertaining. So
1: Yeah, and maybe you could, you know, sort of like those things that used to be in the malls in the 90s where you can make your own little music video or your own CD. <laughs> maybe you yeah. could record it and add like a, there's like a green screen background that you can add or something, you know.
0: I love that.
1: Now that YouTube exists, you know, like that'd be a great thing to share. Like on, your, on Instagram, you share like a little video of your performance at Donkey Kong Country.
0: <laughs> there is also one other game that I haven't m- mentioned yet, but... So for Game Boy Advance, there's a series called Mario vs. Donkey Kong, and there's several of them, kind of like puzzle platformers with these little like um wind up toy Mario's, and I think that could just be a cool thing we use at some point somewhere, whether they're I don't know maybe just another character, a little avatar that we have a remote controlled interactive experience for, or they could be the way that you move around within the animal exhibits to you know move your camera around. It's like one of these little animatronic Mario wind-up toys. It's just kind of a cool aesthetic that uh, is very Donkey Kong-centric. Like, he's kind of the bad guy in those games.
1: That is a really cool idea, and I like the idea of using them as the the avatars for the little cameras. But also, the first thing that popped in my head when you brought that up... Now, I've never played the games. I am familiar with them aesthetically, but uh, the first thing that pops into my head is, like, escape rooms. And so maybe you have to build... Some type of course that allows this little wind up machine to accomplish its goal so that you can move to the next room. And so you have these different pieces and you're like,
0: that's so cool.
1: Right. How do we put these together? Are
0: you, Are you picturing like a like a Rube Goldberg type thing? Like you need this wind up toy to start this chain reaction that will unlock the door kind of thing.
1: Kind of, yeah. Maybe, like, these wind-up toys walk, and so you've got to build, like, the pathway for it to go and activate this thing, which sets this off and then goes on that path. Like, yeah, totally a Rube Goldberg machine.
0: What a great idea. Because I'm a big fan of escape rooms, but they're almost all just you pick something up with your hands and you go put it in a place. Like, they're pretty simple, but if there was, like, a thing, like, you can't reach up there because it's, you know, 15 feet off the ground, but you can build a ramp that your little, you know marching Mario guy will go up there and knock that thing down for you. That's so much fun. And it's
1: like a puzzle because you have all the pieces and you're like, all right, so what order do we put these in in order to get the Mario guy over there? You know, like so great. That could be awesome.
0: That could be really cool. Um, There's also a similar game in a Wii U game called Nintendo Land. There's a Donkey Kong themed uh, game where you're driving this little cart around. Um, It's kind of hard to describe, but... Basically, just a little remote-controlled cart type thing. It could just basically be that vehicle. We could pull that from the Nintendo Land game. Um, but yeah, there's so many cool things we can do with this. With little remote-controlled things, be it Animal Buddies or Little Marios or whatever kind of avatar we want to use. There's so many that, that fit into this world and allow us to interact with, with nature and with this really cool atmosphere and set design. And Oh, so cool. Love it.
1: Absolutely <laughs> love it.
0: this ended up being like a whole theme park, man. I'm, I'm kind of impressed.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we came up with more ideas than I even thought there was. So.
0: Yeah. Wow. I was just thinking, I was like, okay, it's going to be mine carts and is there another thing? (laughs) Like, is there a second attraction or (laughs) I don't know why I was being so negative about it, but maybe I was just scared because I don't know the, the franchise quite as well as you do, but I mean, it is fascinating. It is a really cool atmosphere. And I feel like starting with atmosphere, you can always add on more attractions. The uh, atmosphere is kind of what people will go there for. I think.
1: For sure, for sure. That's that's one of the greatest things is to be able to lose yourself in that in in a constructed environment like that. Like, yeah. I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I would jump at the opportunity to go to Harry Potter World and just act like I'm in a castle.
0: Right, and I think that's kind of why I like watching my favorite you know shows or movies over and over again is just to be in that world for a little bit. It's like I don't even need to be paying attention. Like I could be working on, you know, my taxes or whatever. I just like to have this on in the background, hear the music, you know, hear just see the the set design and
1: Yeah, certain of my favorite movies, like that's one of the ways I watch them. Like Jurassic Park, there's a bunch of different ways I watch it. Sometimes it's to appreciate it as a cinematic masterpiece. Sometimes it's to analyze it contextually. Sometimes, you know, whatever, whatever. But a lot of oftentimes I'm watching it looking at the background and wondering what's just off camera and wondering what's around the corner in the visitor's center where the crew like workers are off taking their cigarette breaks, you know, the Mm -hmm. veterinarian, what he was doing, feeding the sick Triceratops, just thinking about being able to explore this, this area, like this physical area.
0: That's what I love so much about Sylph Radio, your Pokemon podcast is that it's like the whole podcast is that of like, what what do you think's going on? with this thing that's off camera, or, or what, you know, exploring the ramifications and thinking more deeply about what they don't show you and what they don't address directly. Because with good fiction, I feel like when they introduce a new concept, it raises a bunch more questions to where the fandom can keep, you know, having something to fight about forever. Um, but I don't know, it's, it's just so fascinating to speculate and think about and kind of try to build your own headcanon about why something is this way. And, it's it's so fascinating, and I, I again I love Sulf Radio for that that same reason. Thank
1: you. Sure. That's why I love doing it. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: It's a great show, and yeah, if the audience. Hopefully, my whole audience has listened to all your shows, but but if not, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about them?
1: Oh, for sure. The so Sulf Radio is a podcast I started uh, about six years ago now, and it's a Pokemon podcast where, as Andrew said, we like to we like to get down in the nitty gritty of the world itself and really think about how this world works we also explore the origins the inspiration like the creative uh the production aspects behind the series we also inspore inspor- explore explore <laughs> some of the uh creative inspirations like the mythological and scientific backgrounds behind some of the creatures and locales and uh also, sometimes we just review and make fun of some of the bad or good Pokemon media. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's 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 an adult show. There is bad language. Um, I like to think that it's usually in good taste, but
0: absolutely, I would say it is. It's it's not like it's going to be anything shocking. It's not graphic. You're not. <laughs> I mean, I've heard podcasts with way, way, you know, more edgy, crazy, over the top stuff. Right. It's not last Pokeball on the left. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow, <laughs> we've also got uh fair enough podcast and fair point podcast. Those are uh, two shows that I do with my friend Craig Lewis, who is a hilarious and insightful person. We have a lot of really fun conversations and me and him also started a podcast called Riddle Me This Batman podcast. So for anyone out there that's a big Batman fan, every episode we ask a question about the Batman universe and as an opportunity to inspire, you know, thoughtful conversation about the characters and situations there.
0: Thoughtful conversation, I feel like is a good name for your whole brand, like all four of your shows. That's a whole thing, you know, like there'll be some, a different topic each episode, but it's always going to be some kind of thoughtful conversation, but with jokes and running gags and just good thoughtful conversation. It's, it's super entertaining. I really like your, your whole, Secret Room Multimedia Empire is fun.
1: Thank you so much. That really means the world to me. Like, I appreciate that. Sure, man. There's more that I, w- I want to do more shows in the future, too. I've got I've always had other projects I've wanted to do, and there's a few that I'm trying to get closer towards starting, you know, while not neglecting the shows that are already out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like having more children or something. It's like, I, I still have to feed for those old ones I have. You know, I still got to take care of those guys. Um, yeah, but you want to keep, you know, starting the new thing it's so exciting well cool man thank you so much for being on the show it's always a blast i feel like this podcast this episode turned out amazing i'm so stoked
1: thank you me too thank you so much for letting me you know giving me the opportunity to come talk about donkey kong
0: anytime man oh, that was a blast um cool oh yeah if anybody wants to check out amusement sparks on social media by the way it's at amusement sparks if you google it do it as two words amusement sparks where can we find your shows on the internet uh, you should be able to find
1: them on any of the podcast platforms. Whatever you're listening to this on, you can probably find us on Sylph Radio. It's like the Sylph Scope, S-I-L-P-H, radio. Fair enough, fair point. Riddle Me This Batman podcast. Or you can just go to secretroommultimedia.com. That's me and Craig's website, completely owned by me. So uh, if you like my brand of entertainment, that podcast network is for you. It's not. It's not a podcast network I joined, is what I'm trying to say
0: right it's it's started with one show right it's kind of branched out and spread out and it's pretty impressive stuff thanks man cool well nathan always good having you on man enjoy the rest of your day
1: hey i can't wait to come back and i can't wait to have you back in the secret room so
0: yay things are good (laughs) cool stay safe out there everybody
1: stay safe stay home
0: ending a podcast is always so weird for me i'm just like uh bye i know right (laughs)